Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. To become a supporter of this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. So when I was a kid, there was a song we used to sing at camp. It's called, I Love My Shirt by the folk singer Donovan. I have my guitar out here and I'm gonna sing a little for you. You'll have to forgive my voice, please, but this is more fun than playing some record for you. Do you have a shirt that you really love? One that you feel so groovy in You don't even mind if it starts to fade That only makes it nicer still I love my shirt I love my shirt My shirt is so comfortably lovely I love my shirt I love my shirt My shirt is so comfortably lovely There's another verse about jeans and one about shoes And then there's this dramatic bridge about taking your favorite clothes to the cleaners and how much you miss them. I loved this song. It was fun to sing at camp. It was fun to think about which clothes were your favorites. Why do I bring this up? Because this week's Torah portion is about special clothes. We're reading Tetzaveh, which starts at Exodus chapter 27, verse 20, and goes through the middle of chapter 30. Now, Titzavet is in many ways a continuation of what we were reading last week, which is the Torah's very detailed description of the building of the Mishkan, the building of the sanctuary that the Israelites carry through the desert. Only now it's not focused on the building itself, but rather on the clothing of the priests. Now, sometimes you got to wonder why the Torah gets into the things that it gets into. The description that we read in this parsha is so detailed, so meticulous, that we have to ask ourselves the question of, who cares? And by the way, I'm not asking that to be flip. I'm not saying like, oh, who cares? It's more like, who cares? Why is this here? What is there here to care about? So let me read a little bit from the beginning of chapter 28, and then we'll talk about who cares and why. This is Exodus chapter 28, verse 1. It says, God says to Moses, You shall bring forward your brother Aaron with his sons from among the Israelites to serve me as priests. And then it says, You shall make big day kodesh, You shall make sacral vestments, or holy clothing, for your brother Aaron, lechavod ulitifaret, for dignity and for adornment. And then in verse 4, we get a listing of what are these vestments that they're supposed to make. Ephod umeil uchtonet tashbets mitznefet ve'avnet. A breastpiece, an ephod, a robe, a fringed tunic, a headdress, and a sash. And the rest of the parsha is 
this incredibly detailed account of what it's all supposed to look like. So, for example, in verse 31 we read, You shall make the robe of pure blue. The opening for the head shall be in the middle of it. The opening shall have the binding of woven work around it. It shall be like an opening of a coat of mail, so that it does not tear. On its hem make pomegranates of blue, purple, and crimson yarns all around the hem, with bells of gold between them all around. And of course, that's only two verses of several chapters worth of detail about what this clothing is supposed to look like. So when we ask ourselves, who cares? One of the first places to look is often in the commentaries. And in this case, I'm looking at verse 2, where it says that we're supposed to make big day kodesh. We're supposed to make holy clothing or sacral vestments. And the commentators want to understand better what makes these pieces of clothing holy. And there are actually two different opinions on that in the commentaries. So the commentator Ibn Ezra, who's a 12th century Spanish commentator, he was born in Tudela, which is present-day Navarre, Spain, he believes that the clothing's holiness is somehow inherent to it. He references a passage from the prophet Ezekiel, where Ezekiel seems to imply that touching this clothing transmits holiness. He says it is possible that they were called holy garments for exactly this reason, because by coming into contact with them, they transmit holiness. So Ibn Ezra seems to believe that these holy clothes have the ability to sanctify. They have the ability to somehow transmit God's presence or God's power into the world. They are, in a sense, holy clothing. But Rabbi Ovadia Sforno, who is an Italian commentator from the 15th, 16th centuries, says something very different. Here's his take on the same passage at the end where it says that the priest should wear this clothing lechavod ulitifaret, for honor and splendor. He says lechavod, that this renders honor and glory to the Almighty through the wearing of such resplendent garments when performing the temple service. And letifaret, for splendor, the priest should inspire awe among the Israelites who are his disciples. So in Sforno's commentary, the power of the clothing is not some magical godliness, but rather that the clothing itself inspires awe and glory and honor among the people because the clothes are doing a job. That is to say, the clothes remind us of God. The clothes remind us of the divine. The clothes, you might say, put us into a space where we can think about what is holy and what is divine in the world. As a modern Jew, I'm much more inclined toward that second explanation. I'm much more inclined to think that rather than things or clothes having magical powers, those things or clothes are meant to move something in us. When I put on my talit, I don't literally believe that God is going to protect me because I'm wearing a talit, but I do believe that the talit has the power to shift something in me, in my mindset, in my spiritual mood, to help me enter into a holy space. Same thing with a mezuzah. I don't know that a mezuzah will actually keep you from harm. 
I do know that a mezuzah helps us to create holy space within our houses. It helps us to think about how our homes can be a sanctuary and how the spaces we create can be holy spaces. Bringing this back around to clothing, Rabbi Julie Vanek writes that when we perform a special duty or have a special job, we often dress in a way that reflects this. And she brings the examples of people wearing business attire for job interviews. Or she writes, a child who is celebrating a bar bat mitzvah wears fine clothes, which they shortly outgrow in order to lead the congregation in worship. In other words, the clothes are somehow a symbol of the job that we are doing, and they help put us into a certain mindset. Of course, we don't always need those clothes or those objects to put us into that mindset. I can read Torah while wearing jeans. I can enter into a spiritual place either with or without a talit. But the implements that we wear can actually help to elevate us to build sacred space around us by serving as physical symbols of ideas and values that we hold dear. And in that sense, we're not so different from these ancient priests wearing their intricately designed clothing. Which I think is the answer to the question, who cares? The reason the Torah goes into so much detail about these vestments is because they are holy vestments. Because they have the ability to contribute to our being moved, to our entering into holy space. The clothes and the ritual objects, the mezuzah, the talit, the tefillin, they're not an end in and of themselves, but they are a means. It's like the folk singer Donovan's favorite shirt, the one that you feel so groovy in, as the song goes. Only in this case, these objects, these items, these garments are a means by which we elevate ourselves, a means by which we connect with the divine and by which we connect with the best versions of ourselves. Thanks for listening, everyone. Seven Minute Torah is a production of La Asok, Sacred Texts, Modern Meaning. If you enjoyed this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7minutetorah. For more information about upcoming learning opportunities, go to laasoka.org, L-A-A-S-O-K.org. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Thanks for listening.